Welcome to Sermon Seasonings, the podcast of Christchurch Gladesville, where we dig in more depth to the subject that we looked at on Sunday. I'm David Mears. And I'm Mandy Curley. On Sunday, we looked at the second half of Ephesians chapter one, at Paul's prayer for the Ephesians, and saw that great big picture of how we can pray big and bold prayers uh, because of the God that we trust. Thanks, Dave, for opening God's Word for us. It's a wonderful prayer in Scripture. And so this is what we're going to do today. Today is going to be a Sermon Seasoning's Pauline prayer special, right? And so what we're going to do is basically two things. We're going to, first of all, we're going to have a bit of a survey of Paul's prayers and reflect on how he models his prayer to us. And then the second thing we're going to do is we're going to have seven tips on how to kind of on what can help revive and uh, and and sharpen and deepen our prayer life. So that's what we're going to do together. Sounds good. Let's get stuck in. Yeah, so yesterday we looked at of Paul and how he models for us prayer in Ephesians 1. And it was really helpful to, to see the example that he sets and that really is obviously encouraging us to follow. And so one of the things that we thought we'd do today is to be able to go through his other prayers and, and continue to see that modelling and, and notice some of the differences of things he prays as he goes on. So let, let's get started. We're going to look at Paul's prayers in his letters. So after Ephesians 1, the next one I thought we might look at is actually in Ephesians 3. Yep. And, uh, and so, so from, do you want to read that for us? Yep, Ephesians so. chapter 3 from verse 14. Excellent. So for this reason, I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of the glory out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know the love that surpasses all knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we can ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. It's a very, very grand prayer to finish off the first half of Ephesians. We won't say too much about it because it is um, coming up as part of a passage when we look at Ephesians 3 later on. But isn't it interesting how you can see some of those same themes, you mm-hmm. could, the, the emphasis on power? Yeah, you can't help but notice that that's very similar to what we learned yeah. about yesterday. God is strong and he is powerful and, and his, his prayer is that we might grasp that power. Also, you notice the love in the heart of that, mm. love for one another, so love for the saints, God's love for us in Christ. Um, that knowledge aspect came mm. through again as well. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And, and so uh, what are some of the other parts that sort of um, struck you in that prayer? Yeah, so um, I think the, the reality of what it means to have Christ in us and him to be dwelling within us and so that actually, yeah, really understanding what it means to be connected to mm. him. Yeah, knowing his love. So, mm. so the model there is that praying that Christians might know how much they are loved. Mm. That's a pretty good thing to pray for, isn't it? Yeah. And, and a great, great model for us. What do you pray for people? Pray that they know how much they've been loved in Christ. Okay, so the next one after Ephesians um, 3 is Philippians 1, 9 to 11, which again is one of my favourite prayers. Do you want to read that for yeah, us? I was going to say we get to 
I know we're not supposed to have favourite books of the Bible, yes. but I'm pretty sure Philippians is mine. Yeah, well, read it for us. Uh, and this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Christ Jesus to the glory and praise of God. Now, that prayer is really interesting, isn't it? Because again, we see... Paul modelling for us that, that he's, he's asking God that knowledge and love would be seen, it will be seen for how these mm. two things come together. Also, um, again, we've got in our minds Ephesians 1 and that great plan and purpose of God to bring all things in earth uh, under Christ, to, that, that he's, he called us from before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. And it's interesting that his prayer is that knowing um, that, that they might be discerning, that they mm. might know what is best, that they might be filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. So you can see this fundamental prayer that the Philippian church be righteous, be mm. pleasing to God and, and there to, for his glory. So again, they, these are these fundamental things and a lot of that comes from a discerning heart, um, knowledge loving in a way that is discerning about what is best yep. rather than that they might know that they're loved and feel good about it. Okay, so what have we got next? Philippians 4 verses 4 to 7. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Okay, how does this prayer add, do you think? Uh Well, I love that you've got the connection again between hearts and minds that are there. So the whole thing that, um, yeah, so that what you know is actually meant to transform how you live and what you do. And so that protection of actually needing to guard both heart and mind, Mm. um, that Mm. thing. But then also that whole, that in every situation you can rejoice. And I think this is where we need to remember where Philippians was written. Mm. Like Paul is not living life well. Um, He's in prison, life is hard, yet he's able to say um, rejoice. Yes. um, Because there is... All of what God has done for us means that there can actually be a deep and transcending joy, even in the most difficult of situations. Yes, yes, and and that um, modelling that in prayer, thanksgiving should be a part of it. Mm. And it might sound like it's stating the obvious, but um, we, we want to we want to be praying for others and ourselves with, with um, prayer that's full of thanksgiving, because we're praying to a God who's who's we're in a relationship with them, that relationship is established. Mm. It is a certain and solid relationship, which is a, a, a really critical truth. And um, and also that I think there's also a window into prayer having something uh, where, where there's something that comes with it, that the God is active mm. in prayer in this relational interaction and and will give his peace. The very, the very thing of being... Putting things before God reminds us of our relationship, and He's active in it. Yeah, and and we we get that that picture that that is confidence in saying the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds. Yeah, yeah. in Christ Jesus. And that's such a beautiful picture when you see the 
the do not be anxious with anything mm. is met with but the peace of God, which yeah. transcends all understanding. Well, you know, peace and anxiety are kind of, you know, absolute opposites. Yes. And so that it's in the situations when we are feeling anxious and when there's all this stuff going on and we don't know what's there, we can bring everything before God um, and he will give us by his Holy Spirit a peace that will actually protect us. Yeah, and, and this is where that when pray when that anxiety is there. Mm. Uh, and again, and we'll say this again and again, it's not something that you need to wait for a set time. You can pray it at the moment and um, and ask God to be there. All right, Colossians 1, 9 to 14. For this reason, since the day we heard about you, we have not stopped praying for you. There we getting some mm. familiar stuff there. <laughs> we continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all the wisdom and understanding that the Spirit gives, very similar to Ephesians mm. there, isn't it? So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in the knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience, and <laughs> giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. So that's um, a great prayer again. But but notice that he's, he's praying that, that his Christian brothers and sisters in Colossae will bear good fruit, mm. that they will grow in their knowledge of God, that they will be strengthened in power. So these are the sorts of things that... Paul models that this is the intercession for, mm. for our brothers and sisters in Christ. And so you may not have had a prayer point from them for a while. You might just They might just be called to your mind at some moment when you're praying. Um, these are, are wonderfully rich things to pray. Any other things there you want to yeah. add into? I mean, again, it's that, I mean, what a beautiful thing to pray for someone, mm. that they may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way. Yes. Like, that's what we want for one another. So it's different um, from praying for a bike, isn't it? Yeah. Um, <laughs> your, your, your ambition for your Christian brother and sister, and it's your ambition for them, that's why you're praying it for them because you're, you're asking the God whose riches are, are boundless to provide something. Yep. And and that great thing that you're asking that he might do is that enable you to live a life worthy of him and please him in every way. That's yep. getting the big gospel picture together. Yep. And again, see how much that fits in with the theology we've got in Ephesians 1 about that we are called to be holy and blameless in inside, that that's the big thing, right? Yep. It's, it's a wonderful prayer, Colossians 1. Uh, and by the way, any one of these ones, you could just walk through and pray um, and, and um, pray for a whole bunch of people and then say, and Lord, this is what I pray for them. Yep. And then pray, rattle off Colossians 1. Yep. Um, okay, there's another one in Colossians 2. It's interesting. There's a couple of prayers in, um, in a lot of these letters. So Colossians 4, verses 2 to 6. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful, and pray for us too that God may open a door for our message so that we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Yep. So there, there's that... Um, that pray for prayer for gospel yeah, for the, for the gospel work of the gospel, and so um, uh, when you're praying for people, think it. Well, 
pray for that. That's kingdom prayer, right? That's mm. fundamental. That the gospel opportunities might arise. And yes, this is specifically Paul that he's asking this prayer for, for him. So maybe this is especially something you can pray for people that are in gospel ministry yeah. or people that have shared with you that that they um, that they're engaging with a friend at work about the gospel. Well, pray that God would open the door for them to do that. Pray that those opportunities will present themselves. Pray that that when the time comes that that gospel proclamation will be clear. Yeah. It's a great thing to pray for missionaries as well, mm. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that they're there. And I love that there's a, there's a call there to devote themselves. Mm. Like this isn't just when you mm. think about it, maybe do this. Mm. It's actually devote yourself to this. Make this a way of life. Yes, it's a, it's that's that strong challenge, isn't it? Mm. And and um, so the next one, one Thessalonians chapter one verses two and three. We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. One of the things I really like about this one is that um, it helps put flesh on the bones of we remember you, right? Mm. What does it mean to remember someone to the Lord in prayer? Well, Paul gives us a bit of a window on what he's yep. remembering yep. and what what does that remembering produce? It means that he's thanking God because of what he's doing in, in these people. And, um, and so... When he calls them to mind, he thinks about how they're exhibiting their faith um, and and how they're working, how they're laboring, prompted by their love for Jesus and for one another. He he remembers things about them like their endurance. So what he's doing is calling to mind fundamental things about the big picture of what life's all about that's going on in these people. And that's what he's thanking God for as he recalls them to mind. It's just you see this continual gospel shaping of, of his prayer. Yep. Um, Dave, it's interesting there that you use the continual and I notice it here as well. Like mm. you've got the um, always yes. for all of you continually, yes. um, which again reminds me a bit of um, we looked at in Ephesians, but there is that this isn't a one-off thing that Paul does. Mm. This is an ongoing continual. And I think I find that a challenge because I kind of go, oh, is there anyone that I can say um, I – continually thank God for you, Um, that it's, yeah, it's a a challenge to go that, well, how can I make sure that that's something that I'm actually doing on a regular basis? That's right. And so, you know, spoiler alert, as you know, (laughs) what we're going to be doing next is we're just going to finish with some tips on how to set up those habits because you do see it modelled. It's very, very clear. He's not, he's saying it to multiple different churches. Mm. So he clearly is a man who is doing a lot of praying, yeah, and 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 he's not just doing it himself; he's calling on others to do the same, other Christians to do the same. Um, now we skip over a page to one Thessalonians chapter three again, one of these ones where there's there's a, a, a prayer early and a prayer half, halfway through the the book as well. So one Thessalonians three verses twelve and thirteen. What do we read there, Mandy? So may the Lord make your love increase and overflow for each other and for everyone else, just as ours does for you. May he strengthen your hearts so that you will be blameless and holy in the presence of our God and Father when the Lord Jesus comes with all his holy ones. This is really lovely, isn't it? Mm. It's it, The wording of it is a blessing. Mm. He's, he's, he's asking God to, to, to bless them. Yeah. And so the, that, that sort of 
may God do this for you. Mm. May he be so wonderful that he would do this for you. And again, we're seeing these themes is that the big things he's concerned about is that their love might increase and overflow Mm. for each other and for everyone else. Mm. There's an abundance to that. Yep, an abundance to it. Um, The strengthening of hearts. It's interesting, again, what that that strengthened heart is meant to lead to blamelessness and holiness in the presence of God our Father, Mm. which he says in Ephesians is what we're called to. Yep. You see, yep. the, these these themes are, are continually coming together. It's not like he's got one theology one day and another mm. one another time. Yep, yep. And because his aim is that they will be holy and blameless when Jesus returns. Exactly. This prayer is for his brothers and sisters in Christ to continue mm. in the faith until the time the Lord Jesus and, and and for the Lord Jesus' glory. It's, yes. It's like so that they would be there for him. So he never... Mm lose his sight that they the one thing the blessings he prays for for them is that they might be a blessing and pleasing to the lord that he loves mm. and that they love yeah and you you see this this enveloping the whole thing now we get to one thessalonians 5 triple whammy in one thessalonians <laughs> um so one thessalonians 5 and we've got two sections here 16 to 18 and then 23 to 24 Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, It's like you were saying with the other one, always in all circumstances, giving thanks, praying continually, this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Mm. Now, um, again, we've got to hear that. This is God's will that we're rejoicing praying continually and giving thanks in our all circumstances. It's it's a reminder we must strive as Christians to get our head above water mm. and 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 um, look Godward and uh, and and remember the truths of the gospel and hold them close. Yep. And uh, and and that's what God wants of us. Yeah. Um, and yep. then verses 23 and 24. Again, it's quite familiar. May God himself, the God of peace, sanctify you through and through. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. I love that reassurance at the end. Yeah. It, it's That echoes with the, his incomparably great power mm. on us who believe is that the one who calls you is faithful, he will do it. And so there's a confidence attached to that that prayer. Um, but again, it's that uh, that there's quite full of it. May your whole spirit, soul and body be kept mm. blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So um, certainly when we pray for other people, praying for their godliness, that they would stand out for Jesus and that they would do so thoroughly inside and outside in their motivations and in their actions it's really having an ambitious prayer for one another's godliness mm. um, is, is what we're seeing there now we get to two thessalonians so two thessalonians 1 11 and 12 so with this in mind we continually pray for you that our god may make you worthy of his calling and that by his power he may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed prompted by faith. Mm. We pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you in him according to the grace of our God and the Lord Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, that's, I, I would say that's one of my favourites, mm. I, th- I think, 
again, yep. it's, it feels um, impious to have a favourite. <laughs> but uh, one thing that struck me about that is that we pray this so that the name of our Lord Jesus may be glorified in you and you glorified Fied. in him. Mm. So yep. praying that people will be glorified in Christ is, is a, again, it's a wonderful ambition yep. to, to have for your brothers and sisters in Christ such that you would ask God to bring it about. Yeah, and um, and yep. their every desire for goodness. You picked yes. that bit up as yes. well. Yes, I yeah. was going to say that's what I wanted to say. The whole like it's so often that the things that we think of to pray for other people are the things that they, you know, the things that they want or that they're looking forward to or they desire. Mm. But the best thing to be praying for is that yeah, that it's their desire for goodness and every good deed prompted by faith. So that like yeah, what this passage challenges me to pray for you mm. is the the things that you desire that are that are good in the Lord and that mm. Um, mm. will will actually glorify him and see his kingdom extended that that's what we want to desire for other people and and so perhaps an example of that might be you know if if somebody is to actually rejoice if somebody in your growth group says oh, I I I want to I want to pray more I want to be more devoted to reading my bible then that should make our hearts go, woo, right, yep. okay, I'm going to pray that your desire for this godly thing is going to come about. Um, I, I, want to, uh, I want to get the way I speak around my non-Christian friends. I just feel like I want it to be more um, edifying and, the, and helpful. Again, it's, it's, it's praying that is, is, in a sense, encouraging them mm. by getting on board with that godly desire and their their desire to do what is good and right, and and to go well, I'll back you with that. Yeah, I'm going to call on God to 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 do that with you. That's a one. That's a fantastic desire, and I'm, I want to support you in that and call God to help. Yeah, you see that wonderful fellowship that's going on in in prayer there. Yeah. Um, and we've got then two Thessalonians three one to five. So as for other matters, brothers and sisters. Pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured, just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people, for not everyone has faith. But the Lord is faithful and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Mm. So he's not... You can see he's praying. This is a circumstantial prayer, mm. but you can see it's a very, very fundamental <laughs> yes. circumstantial prayer, prayer, isn't it? Um, uh. And, and um, so, obviously, it, it's a, it's an encouragement, and he's modelling that we need to have gospel, the growth of the gospel, as mm. on our hearts, and and be part of an important part of of what we we pray. And I love that way he's put it too. The message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honoured. Mm. There is a um, not just and others might be saved, but the the Lord's message might be honoured by other people like it is, with it, because again, God's honour is the great is the great outcome that yeah. that we desire, um, and it's not wrong to pray that you know um, there's some wicked people out there and some bad stuff going on. It's not wrong to pray that people will be delivered yeah. from that. And Jesus modelled that for us, didn't he, in the Lord's prayer? You know, Indeed. deliver us um, from deliver evil. Us from evil. And then the final one is Philippians 6. Oh, we're going. Sorry, Philemon. I was going to say, we've already been to Philippians. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Philemon, verse 6. What have we got there? Uh, to his buddy Philemon. 
I was going to say, it is one of those little books that you're like going, oh, hang on, if I flip one page too many, it's gone. Well, I've been doing that for the last bit of um, keep talking. I've just like, it's what's page 1703. Oh, that is wonderful. So, um, so Paul says, um, I pray that your partnership with us in the faith may be effective in deepening your understanding of every good thing we share for the sake of Christ. Your love has given me great joy and encouragement because you, brother, have well, having walked through uh, lots of Paul's prayers for people and seeing the way that he models to us uh, how to pray with a depth and an insight for people. Dave, what are some practical tips for us of how we can actually have our prayers shaped deeply and richly by Paul? Yeah, hope, hopefully our, our we're motivated. Mm. Um, we've been challenged to to make sure it's continual and it's deep, and and so we kind of want to go. Well, let's let's get that happening. Let's not hear the word and then walk away as if we hadn't heard it. And so here, here's um here's seven tips. So we figured we'd come up with that's a very biblical number. <laughs> Start with reflection. So if, if your prayer life is already humming you can probably skip this step. Um, but if you're going, um, all right, I, I, I need to I need to pray better and I'm not really happy with it, you know what, you just actually got to stop and set aside some time and go, I'm, I'm wanting to think through why that is. So reflect on the things that you find easy, that's going to be helpful, mm. and reflect on the things that you find hard about prayer. You can see if you do this analysis, so you're likely to think, all right, well, probably need to, it might present to you the solutions. Uh, is it about making time? Is it about making sure that you pray for the things or for the people that you should be praying for and, and you find yourself always getting caught up in just praying for your own concerns? So so, so I guess the bottom line is just saying the, the starting point is just to reflect on your own prayer life. What's it like? What's its strengths and weaknesses? Do you want to say anything? Well, I was just going to say, so if we do that, so we first stop and think, okay, where am I at? Here are the things that I think I'm doing relatively well at. Here are the things that I'm struggling with. Here are the areas I'm kind of not covering at all. So step one, reflect on where are you currently at? Yep, yep, that is exactly right. And so that will then hopefully um, seed some of the next bits. So uh, the second tip I would say is when working out when you're going to be praying for people and uh, is, I'm putting it this way, go with your rhythms, not against it. What, what I mean by that is uh, sometimes we can think, oh, I've, I've, I'm not doing enough Bible reading and praying. I'm going to, I'm going to anchor two hours from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. every morning. And you do that when you're specifically a night owl that loves staying up late. Exactly, because that's what I understand hardcore Christians do. Uh, no, that's, that's not being wise. You actually want the outcome that you're doing it. <laughs> so um, there's common sense to saying what are the rhythms of your life and how, how you work. Um, don't go against those. Try to work in harmony with the rhythms of your life. When do you often get interrupted? Don't plan your time, your quiet time around then. When are you likely to have opportunity to really get focused? It might be 4 a.m. in the morning and you're, you wake up early in the morning. We'll do that before you go to the gym at 5 or something like that. Um, but, but basically it's when do you have the opportunity for focus because part of this is you don't want to fluff around. You want to... Um, this is about being devoted and faithful in prayer. So you want to make this time to be good. Um, arrange it around your routine. So here's an example um, from me, right? My day off is on Wednesday. 
and uh, and I don't find pray, praying regularly through the day incidentally hard. It's something that I think I naturally um, do quite easily. And uh, But I also know that I find um, when I'm out of my work rhythms uh, and there's all these variations of things that can come in and go through the day – if I put really important things and allocate them for Wednesday and say, these things I'm going to pray for on a Wednesday, um, they will often be the things that I don't end up praying for because it's 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 the day when I'm, I'm out and about and doing different things. And I'm not going to hang myself because I didn't have a really concerted, full-on prayer session on my day off. Yep. It's not that I've got a day off from prayer. It's just that I'm trying to be real about the rhythms of my life. I don't do that on Saturdays as well because Saturdays are often the days when I'm driving the kids around and everything like that. I will pray through that day. There will be things I'll put before mm. the Lord. I just don't necessarily set down one of these more detailed routine things and I don't do it on Sundays because I'm praying all through <laughs> the day for a whole bunch of things with a whole bunch of different people because of what I do. So so where, where I do structure it is Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays and Fridays. I block out time, I stick it in my calendar and all that sort of thing. So so that's the kind of idea of working yep. around your rhythms and try to um, not set yourself up for a fail, yep. I guess, by, by being ignorant or, or working against that. Um, does that work with you as yeah, well? Yeah, I think so. And I think it's also that when you think about the times that are less likely to get interrupted and what are going, sometimes you can even tie some of your prayer points to the rhythms that you know are always uninterrupted or something that you do. And so one of the things that I do is I try and pray for my non-Christian family every day and one of the times that I do that is when I make my AeroPress coffee because Mm. I know that it's going to take me the time it'll take to boil the kettle the time it'll take for the coffee to sit in the thing the time it takes for me to plunge it Mm. like and there's nothing else that's happening in those three minutes yes and so it's a I've tied to that rhythm a specific thing that I want to make sure that I'm praying for regularly and so it's a really easy thing to remember because it's now become habit Mm. And and it, and it can be uh, sometimes when back when we weren't doing everything from home, but uh, when, when things get back to a bit more normal, when you're driving to work, praying for your workmates, mm. uh, when you're driving to church, praying for church, when you so 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 because again, you don't have to close your eyes. You don't have to close your eyes. There's and, a real and, prayer, even if your eyes are open. Please, <laughs> if you are driving, don't, don't close, close your, your eyes, eyes while you're, you're praying. praying. Yeah, that's right. So. Uh, Spend some time reflecting. Uh, go with the rhythms of your life, not against it. The third thing I'd say is um, map out then who you want to pray for. Now, this is the kind of thing where you're going, um, actually get go, I, I'm, I'm trying to plan a really good, helpful prayer life. So set aside some time and go, I'm, I'm actually going to plan it. I'm going to map it out. I'm going to write a list of all the people, or perhaps categories to start off with yep. of who should I be praying for? I should be praying for government, all right? I should be praying for um, non-Christian contacts. I should be praying. I want to pray for my family. Yeah. Uh, I, I should be praying for the people in my growth group. Yeah. So you, you get that list together and work it out. And then map out how you might do that. So here's, for example, my my Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday thing. So I've got um, – I've got it kind of on a grid. Yep. So uh, the days of the week across the top and the categories down, broad categories down the left. So I'll put down what bit of the Bible I'm going to read that day. Then I've got Christchurch people. So across that, it'll be kids and youth one day. It'll be morning church people the next. It'll be Arvo church people the next. And it'll be evening church people after that. Yep. Um, so uh, Christchurch staff. Staff, 
get a fair bit. So they get Mondays, Tuesdays and Thursdays. I'll pray for staff. Yeah. Um, and I pray for all of our growth group leaders by name on, yep. on, on Fridays um, because they've got a really important role. And, hmm. and so it's important that we're praying for them. Um, then I've got sort of Christchurch General because I think there's other things I want to be praying for. I, I want to be praying for parish council and our wardens and our budget. I want to, and so that I'll do on one day and gospel growth and the provision of workers. I want us to be a church that grows. So I want to make yep. sure that I've blocked out of time. So I'm thinking of categories. Um, this is going across the page. Uh, property development and vision. We need prayer yep. for that. <laughs> Hope you're praying for that. Um, and then the last one I've got there is love and unity because I think I want to make sure that I'm praying that we as a church will be a church that, that hasn't left love behind mm. and that is united in the gospel. Then I've got some other ministry categories. So there's some connections I have outside the church that I want to pray for, um, uh, some boards that I'm a part of, our missionaries and yeah. so on. Um, and then I'll have personal categories and then I'll have um, a set prayer that I'll, I'll also sort of use from a book called Value of Vision or from actually, I'm an Anglican, and from the prayer book. Yeah. There's some pretty good good prayers in there. So, so that's what I do. You might mm. do something else, but that idea of actually mapping it out um, so then what I do when I when I come to that day and I'm, I'm working through, I'll just work down the list of things that I've committed to pray for that day, confident that when I pray tomorrow, the other lot will get covered yep. and that I'm praying for the things that I feel convicted when I get the cool, in the cool of my head and I'm planning things, I'm making sure that I'm covering what I said I want to cover and I put that in. So map, map out what you want to pray for and then pray for them. Yep. And one of the things that that does is by working that out, it actually helps you to see what all the different things are. Sometimes you can write down yes, a whole lot of does. stuff and then actually realise the holes yes, in what you're doing. That's so you, true. You know, you could be actually praying regularly and faithfully and that's like a brilliant thing, but you actually, when you write it down, you can realise there's a whole area maybe that you actually mm. feel passionately about and care for, but you've actually stopped bringing it before the Lord in prayer. Yes. And so that whole thing of not letting the structure be the thing that hamstrings you, yeah. um, and I say that as someone who loves structure and order yes. and plans, <laughs> yep. but to actually be able to see that so that you can go, oh, you know, like actually I really believe in world mission, but I've not set aside any time mm. to pray for that. Well, I look <laughs> at that list actually and I know so I've got nothing there for government. So how about that? Yeah. Um, so I, I, I might spontaneously pray for government, but I don't have a set time where I do. Maybe I need to put that in. Yeah. Um, but that's the idea. Is, is, and once you've got that map, you look at it and go, wouldn't it be awesome to do all of this yeah. and to know that every week I'm putting all of these things before God in prayer? It's very There's a great satisfaction and and, um, and knowledge that I'm, I'm going to be asking God to be involved in all of these mm. things. I don't know he's going to be, but, yeah. but it, it makes make, – it's quite – it's an incentive actually to go do it. Yeah. Um, okay, so reflect in things first. Go with the rhythms, not against it. Map out the categories and the people that you want to be praying for and then work out and schedule them. And then the fourth thing – and by the way, put it in your calendar. Mm. Put, put it in something that's going to remind you to do it. Yeah, and and that's and so that way for me, like on a work day, it's blocked out. I don't do other things at that time because I've already allocated my hour to doing um, my Bible reading and prayer. Right. Um, so the fourth one is what I said yesterday, and that is uh, pray for the occasional through the lens of the fundamental. Mm. So remember, occasional prayers are the thing, are the things that turn up, are the 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 things that are quite specific. 
But when I'm praying for those specific things, rather than just praying something relatively empty, like, well, I pray for that thing, what am I going to pray mm. for that thing? Well, I want to then apply the sorts of things we've learned from Paul there yeah. and apply the fundamental to those um, incidental things. Mm-hmm. I, I want to pray... I want to pray for the events of this world as if I'm looking at the whole world through gospel eyes. Mm. Uh, what, what were you going to say? Yeah, well, I was yeah. just going to say Paul modelled that for us and yeah, we saw did, it with he? there that the whole, you know, the circumstance that they're in but actually using that to lift their eyes. I think we've said that a couple yes, of times. Yes, that's and right. I think that's that helpful thing, particularly at the moment. Like there's lots of big stuff going on but how are we praying for those big things, those individual things, the struggles that people have got through the lens of the gospel because what we actually want most of all is for them to be having their eyes fixed on Jesus and their hearts reassured in him. And sure, it's great to pray for for the healing or the job or whatever it is, but praying through that through the lens of the eternal hope that we have that is certain and secure. That's exactly right. And and so our, our, our next point, so is pray for the occasional through the lens of the fundamental. Um, and I'm going to flip two around because I feel like we're now up to that point, and that is help one another. Mm. And now this is something you can do in your growth groups this week is is sometimes you can help people when when if I'm sitting there going oh I'm just I've just got this exam coming up and I'm all stressed about it um, well that's something I might share as a prep point now one way you can help me is by helping me think through what does me being stressed about my exam how is that impact what I believe is fundamental to the whole working of the universe mm. um, yeah I want to be able to pray that that person God gives them their peace, his peace. Okay, that's a good and worthy thing to pray for. But what else might I pray for it? And so you might ask a follow-up question to the occasional prayer point. You go, oh, how is that stress do you feel like impacting you? Is it is that how's your are you is it impacting your relationship with God somehow? How are you going with him? And the answer might be, oh, it's going great, actually. I pray more. And you go, all right, well, um, pray that God will do something related to that. Um uh, and if someone says something like, oh, I recognise I need to pray more or read the Bible more, you know, ask follow-up questions of them. So, okay, well, what are you finding hard in particular? Or what what initiatives are you going to try that we can pray as you help work them through? So it's just that kind of helping one another to, to do that intersection of fundamental and yep. occupational. So even within that, it's beyond just saying that someone says, oh, I want to improve my Bible reading and prayer, Mm. which we want to cheer when someone wants to say that rather than me just praying like, Lord, I ask that Dave's Bible reading and prayer would be regular and that he'd Mm. be growing in that good things to pray for, but actually to take that step and go, well, you know, Dave, what's standing in the way of those things? Getting you to think about what are actually those next steps of godliness that you want to take and desire and it's like what we model, what we saw modeled there by Paul, and we actually used that mm. example, didn't we? That, that you can go, all right, well, I, I'm that is awesome that you wanted, to, and I want to pray specifically for the sorts of things that we've talked about that we think might help you to overcome that. Yep. And so, just understanding that your your partners in this, I, one of the outcomes I'm hoping from this is that is that this week's growth groups and next week's growth groups and the prayer that goes on in them is going to we're going to really help spur one another on Mm. to make the most of the fact that we're talking to the living god who's incomparably great powers at work for those who believe yeah so let's spur one another on in that and be be um partners in that okay the sixth point don't forget arrows now this this is a a a colin buchanism 
Yep. Buchananism. <laughs> um, <laughs> and that is that the, um, you can pray outside of formal devotional times. And in fact, yeah, <laughs> um, let me encourage you to do so. The, there's one, one thing is that you, you pray like you are actually got a God who knows you mm. and who's with you because you know what? You've got a God who knows you who's always with, with you. Yeah. And so um, just that encouragement to make uh, giving things to God an active and regular part of your routine through the day. Uh you're you're um you're in a stressful conversation at work. In the middle of that stressful conversation, you can say, "Lord, help me here. I'm really finding this hard." Yeah. That that kind of regular one sentence prayer that says, um, "I have got an active relationship with the living God right now in every moment of the day," and so just to help us to get that as part of our habits, pray for things through the day, mm-hmm. not not just lock them aside for some sort of time as if that's the only time that you meet with God because God is always with you. He's always present, as yeah. a, which is a wonderful comfort, isn't it? Yeah, indeed. And I think one of the things that I'm trying to get better at at the moment is as I spend sort of the only time I get to spend with people is often on a walk mm. um, at the moment in person and sort of at the end of that actually stopping and just doing the while we're standing with our eyes still open so that it would look to everyone else like we're having a conversation and we are. It's just we're having a conversation with three people because God is there and present. Yes. But actually then just praying immediately for the things that we've chatted about, those concerns. You know, we don't have to go and sit down somewhere specific or it's a dedicated time, but actually just going that you've just shared that with me. Let me just pray for that straight away. Yeah, so the praying in the moment is not just a person themselves praying mm. in the moment in their head. Pray, pray in the moment can also be a corporate thing. And here's the thing is if, is if that's a bit weird because you haven't normally done it, get over the hump. <laughs> Just, just go. You know what? I know we don't normally do this, but let's just pray right now. And let, let let's let's. This has been a great walk. Why don't I just thank God for the fact that we had this walk together and for the things we talked about? Just just get get that into the habit of the way you relate and 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 think and you're realizing you're reinforcing for one another. We're in this together, and mm. we we have a relationship with God together. Um, with every brother and sister in Christ. Mm. And there is this wonderful unity that comes from that. So I've given you six. Reflect on your prayer life. Go with rhythms, not against it. Map who and what you want to pray for and then schedule it and categorize it um, so that you can make sure you cover what you want to cover. Um, Pray for the occasional through the lens of the fundamental. Help one another to do that and spur one another on in your prayer lives. Don't forget to th- put up the arrow prayers. And then the seventh thing is there's lots of resources out there. So why don't you tell us about some of them? Yeah, so there are lots of them. One of my favourites, um, it's had a name change, but the content has stayed the same. Uh, it's a book by Don Carson. I know it more familiarly as A Call to Spiritual Reformation. Fantastic so, book. Yep. If you, if you find it that way, get hold of it. It's great. Uh, the more common, the newer version is called Praying with Paul a call to spiritual reformation, goes through a lot of those uh, prayers that we read from Paul today, um, looks at the prayers and looks at the content of them and helps us to think deeply about how we can pray really deeply. Um, A couple of years ago at summer school, Mm. uh, 
we looked at prayer and a few books that got mentioned there that are really helpful. Uh, one called A Praying Life by Paul E. Miller. It's one of the great books on prayer that does not make you feel guilty. Exactly. Um, it's really helpful for real prayer with real people. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, another one that was uh, recommended out of that uh, conference is The Art of Prayer, Conversation with God by Timothy Jones. Um, and another one that I love, um, we haven't talked about Jesus' prayer that he taught us yes. uh, in the Lord's Prayer, uh, but Richard Koken um, from the UK has written um, Our Father Enjoying God in Prayer, and it's a series of reflections on the Lord's Prayer and how we can use the Lord's Prayer to shape our own prayers. Really easy read, um, but also really helpful in terms of expanding the breadth of the way that we pray. And can I say that the... the the thing that I find most helpful in my own personal prayer for me is I pray through the Lord's Prayer more often than I do anything else mm. and I just assemble the categories and things that I'm praying for after each line. Mm. And it's just such a great framework. It's so easy to memorise the Lord's Prayer if you haven't already and then to use that. Another thing is the Prayer Mate app. You might be hearing more about that in months to come where we're just working on on how to use that best um, and to feed church prayer points into that. But that's going to come sort of later. Yeah. So that's there's apps out there that can be really helpful as yep. well. And the weekly email always includes uh, things to pray for. And so use that to shape your prayers um, as we try and pray for one another with that depth. Absolutely. So there you go. There's our um, Sermon Seasonings prayer special. Uh, I've been Dave. And I've been Mandy. Uh, join us again next week as we turn to Ephesians chapter 2. Uh, we're going to look at the beginning of that and what it means to be made alive in Christ. Christ.